This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. Marconi live for the Milk Four Top Studio Boomer Sizing Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are in the free Odyssey app. Good Thursday morning. We've got Boomer back with us as we continue to talk some football this week. And then we are off to Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. And yesterday we tried to call Boomer and he ignored us. So it's good to have him here to get his opinions on what's going on in sports. Because when he's not here and we reach out to him, he ignores us and says, no, I don't have time for you guys. I'm doing other things. So I'm happy to talk to him today about a quarterback that the Jets cannot get. And yesterday reaffirmed my position on that. And then if Tom Brady really means what he says from the dunes yesterday. So good morning, Boomer. How are you? Welcome back. Good morning, guys. And I was not uh, ignoring you yesterday at all. As a matter of fact, uh, I got a text from Al. And it was 5 to 7 where I was. So I was in the middle of uh, uh, Beverly Hills. That's where I was staying. Oh, excuse me. Very nice. Yeah. And, um, you know, you guys were just signing off. So, and I know you were calling me about the Tom Brady announcement and all that other stuff. So I, I wasn't blowing you guys yeah. off. And, and you know exactly what I was doing. And I sent you both the text saying, yeah. hey, guys, sorry about that. I got in really late mm-hmm. the night before. Like 1 o'clock local time out there. Yeah. Which is like 4 o'clock here. Uh-huh. So I needed to have a, at least a little bit of sleep, especially after you know the odyssey that, of leaving Kansas City and trying to get to L.A. Oh, my goodness. And, and going through Denver. <laughs> so it is. Uh, it was not easy. Uh, the, the, the day, uh, you know, Monday, was uh, the travel day was brutal. But anyway, so I'm back here and everything. And, and uh, hey, Al, are we buying this explanation there, Al, of the uh, how he's not blowing us off? Are we buying this? Well, he did say he was hanging out in Beverly Hills. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I guess it was. I, you know, I was going to tell you where I'm staying. I mean, I could have. Uh, that's where I stayed. What can I tell you? That's was where they it put the me Beverly Hills Hotel? Uh, no, it was a place called the Mayborn or something. Oh, the Mayborn. It wasn't the Beverly Hilton where Whitney Houston died in the bathtub. No, it was not. It was not that. there either. No. Okay. Well, the, I don't know that one. I know the Beverly Hills Hotel. Well, I know the Beverly Hills. Like, I didn't even really even see the hotel. I really didn't have much time. I was either <laughs> sleeping or I was out, you know, doing uh, the Super Bowl's greatest commercials. Oh, you must be like just totally scattered. You, Denver, Kansas City, Beverly Hills, New York, LAX, LAX, yeah. Jet Jet Blue EW, terminals in right, New York. I have to say, Newark's uh, Jet Blue terminal is awesome, beautiful, and Jet Blue meant to is like the savior. It's like yeah. the 
Oh, what a great, what that, that part of it was a great experience. Just everything that goes into it, the amount of time that you spend traveling. I figured it out that out of uh, the three days that I did travel, and most people who do travel understand this for work, mm-hmm. uh, I, I probably spent a good 15 hours in transit in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. I was either in a car, in a plane, you know, walking through an airport. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it was you amazing. You get to do it again this weekend. And I get to do it again this weekend, and I can't wait. But anyway, uh, to, to hit on your quarterback things here now, you know the amazing thing about Tom Brady? So he played, I believe, in 48 playoff games. That's essentially two and a half seasons of extra games. Mm-hmm. And then you put that on top of the amount of years that he played. He had a remarkable, remarkable career. And I, I think everybody understands that he is the GOAT. No matter who you are, you look at him and you say, he set the standard for NFL quarterbacks. There's no other way to look at it. I mean, you know, I, I really felt like Peyton Manning changed the way quarterbacks were judged when he first came into the league with the amount of study, the amount of intensity that he put towards the uh, the position and everybody drafted after Peyton, you know, had to go through the gauntlet of trying to find out whether or not you were the same type of personality that Peyton was that really wanted to take on everything and, and become uh, all encompassing as a quarterback. And Tom Brady did that. I mean, no other quarterbacks. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably in the middle of doing that right now. I feel like Joe Burrow's getting ready to do that. But nobody, I mean, nobody prepared intensely and uh, off the field and on the field the way that Tom Brady did. And and all the numbers reflect all that other stuff. And with saying that, I'm still not totally buying mm. that he is done yet. And because watching Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch talk about their final, you know, season-ending press conference and the way that they were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, they must hate this guy. Yeah. They must absolutely hate him. Uh, and then when I think about the team that he has and the quarterback situation with the Brock Purdy uh, UCL tear and everything else, I'm like, I mean, I would be working so hard to get Tom Brady to come out there and play quarterback for one year. They have a Super Bowl roster right now. And could you imagine Tom Brady playing with Christian McCaffrey, Debo, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, yeah. and uh, Brandon Ayuk and, and Jennings? I mean, like, it would be ridiculous. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I just want to see the season start, and I want to figure out who San Francisco has as a quarterback. Because like the Jets, they don't really have one right now. Yeah, I don't think he's going to come back. I think the, in that emotional because he did get emotional at the end of that video in the beginning of it he goes you get one instagram post a long instagram post for retirement i did that last year so i'm just doing the video so he's conscious of how the fact that he's doing this again and then all the reporting around him is that this guy is just exhausted and this 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 season took a toll on him now if you're telling me and i do think that this is a possibility but a like Five percent possible. All right, but it's a that possibility he, that he goes through the off season. He washes off everything that happened to him, and they, they won't forever because I mean he went through a divorce and everything else. But he gets to a point where he's not as exhausted from it, and he feels you know like reborn towards the season. And then he's getting close to training camp, and he's, he's starting to itch himself, you know, because he's he's so addicted to football. And then all of a sudden, the 49ers are in a crap situation, like you said, and they throw every single dollar that they possibly could at him. Maybe, but I really do believe that he is done and he meant what he said yesterday. Now, as far as the Jimmy Garoppolo hating him thing, you are absolutely right. I mean, I don't see how anybody could watch that press conference and think that they don't despise that guy. 
Plus, you know it came from the 49ers organization. All that stuff about Jimmy Garoppolo in the offseason about how he disappeared after his big contract and they could never find him. And he's smiling on the sidelines. The 49ers fan base hates him now, too, because he was smiling when his team was getting their ass kicked in the NFC Championship game. So this guy who took them to a Super Bowl, has a tremendous a win percentage as a starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, is despised by that organization <laughs> yes. and the fan base. And Jet fans want that guy? No way, no how, you cannot bring him in. That will set you back even farther from where you're at. And oh, by the way... I forgot to mention, he's hurt every single year that he right. plays. And, you know, the other thing, too, is remember, Rob Solid came from there, so he knows what's going on internally in San Francisco. Yes. 100%. So I, I don't even, I, I would doubt that that would be a situation where that could unfold unless the Jets find themselves boxed in and they can't acquire anybody. Uh, but I think there would be other alternatives out there. They may not be all that exciting. I'm not saying that he's not exciting or he is exciting. I just think he's always injured. And listening to the way that they were talking about him would give me great pause. But again, I think Salah knows better than we do mm -hmm. uh, as to how Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch uh, feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. So I, I would, I would not think. I would think that it's not going to happen here. But man, I'm telling you, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I, you you have got to be lobbying Tom Brady. Well, I'm Jesus sure he makes God. the call. I'm sure he does. But I mean, now if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers, wouldn't you want to go there? But they just can't afford him. And, and and I know that the way that the contract is written for Aaron Rodgers, whoever whoever does end up acquiring him if he leaves Green Bay, they're going to end up having to pay him a lot of money. But they can distribute it distribute it in different ways so it doesn't really hamstring you on the cap that's going up to 225 million dollars so i i you know if i'm him i'm i'm looking at that i'm looking at that team because now the nfc is wide open the nfc with the exception of maybe philadelphia and dallas are the two best teams um and they they look to still be the two best teams i think washington thinks of itself as a, as an up-and-coming team if they can find a quarterback you certainly have San Francisco. They are an up-and-coming team. Arizona is a complete mess. Tampa Bay, a complete mess. You know, this is an opportunity for somebody within the NFC to go out. And, and this is the other reason why, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, man, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what, why do I want to leave? Well, exactly. I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll win in Green Bay again. Yeah, so I, I think that he probably will think about that long and hard. But it sounds like that the Green Bay Packers are finally getting to the point where they want a divorce. They they do not want Aaron Rodgers around anymore. They don't want to pay him the money any longer. They have to move on. They're tired of the antics. And I know that sounds crazy to teams who are quarterback starved. And he can obviously still play. I mean, he had the thumb injury last year, but he won back-to-back -back MVPs prior to that. And when the thumb got healthy, he went on a run towards the end of the year. So obviously he can still play, but they just might be done. They're just tired of it. At some point as an organization, we have to move on. It hasn't been working. So, and they're not going to trade him to an NFC team. There's no way. Yeah, no, they wouldn't do that. They want an AFC team. And, you know, I, I mean, I still think if you still really look at all of this stuff and sometimes it comes true, sometimes it doesn't. You just never know. But, you know, Lamar to Atlanta would make is make makes so much sense. It's ridiculous. Assuming that Atlanta is going to give up, you know, all their draft capital to the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens would then have to start over. Um, you know, but you never know. Maybe that's a destination. The Tennessee Titans could be a destination for Aaron Rodgers. So, and I know Aaron is talking on his Pat McAfee, uh, the podcast about how everybody's talking about where he wants to go without really getting his input on things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, this is what it's all about. You're, you're a popular player. Uh, you're, it seems like you're kind of, you know, 
wanting to leave Green Bay. And as you just pointed out, it seems like Green Bay wants to leave you. So uh, what what are we supposed to do? We yeah. have to speculate about this, especially when it comes to the Jets and their their quarterback situation. Now, apparently, uh, he loves Nashville, Tennessee, and he was just in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, but I thought he loves Nathaniel Hackett. Right, he loves Nathaniel Hackett too. See, so. That's his guy. Now, but the, this guy. the Titans are in a, in a worse situation than the Jets as far as taking that step forward. They've lost players. They fired their general manager. I know oh. Derrick Henry's still there, but he feels like he's towards the back end of his prime now. Now, they, I, I don't know what their plan is for the offseason. Could they surround Aaron Rodgers with enough to make it appealing to him? Because if they can, then he may prefer going there as opposed to New Jersey. And by the way, you know, Nashville tax situation, Jersey tax situation. Just listen to Tyreek Hill on that whole thing, especially when you're getting up to $50 million well, well, a year. Why are you listening to Tyreek Hill when I've been telling you this for 16 years? Because nobody's Tyreek Hill just all said laughing it. at me. Oh, taxes. That, yo, well, yeah, Tyreek Hill just said that he's one of the players. So yeah, I just, okay. you know, I just want to, We've given you credit for it. All right, it. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, but you know, I'm all into the cap and I'm all into the tax situation. You know that. Yeah, I know. I said That's that, my thing. I said that yesterday. Yeah, I know. I, I saw you say it. I, saw, I said, God love Boomer. He loves that salary cap. I do, man. It, it, you love nothing. You know, I want to love something in this world as much as you love the salary cap. I think my daughters are probably it. That's you know, probably what it is. So it's amazing. So in 1987, our NFL PA goes on strike. I'm the highest paid player in the league. I had just signed a new five-year, $6 million contract. Mm-hmm. So I was making a million two in 1987. And that was $75,000 a game, and we went on strike, and I was an NFLPA leader for our team. Yeah. And I lost $75,000 a week. Yeah. A week. Now, after about three weeks, um, I had lost as much as probably about 15 guys on my team would have made all year long. Mm. That's how bad it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You're the the ringleader of this as right. well. And right. I'll tell you what I see when I see these numbers and I see the salary cap go up to 225 million. I mean, when I when I juxtapose that against 1987, there was no salary cap, there was no nothing back then. There was no free agency unless you were cut by your team, then you became an unrestricted free agent, and that just meant you you, you were going to make less to wherever you were else you were going to go after that. Mm-hmm. If in fact somebody wanted you, um, and I watch what the guys are making today, and I'm actually proud of all that, although. And most of these guys have absolutely no clue uh, as to what the players before them have gone through. None of them. Because they all want what they think is theirs, that they've earned. And rightfully so. I mean, and finally, it's getting to the point where, you know, the players now, that's why I'm so into the salary cap. Because it is really fascinating to me how teams have to kind of now kind of balance their guaranteed money against money that they have to put in escrow to cover that money. Sure, and that's, and, and that's, that's why a big deal. that's why there's big money teams uh-huh. that have all that money mm-hmm. and can go and and go after guys, and then there's the small market teams, and even in the NFL, we all think of it as a kind of a balanced league and a and a league of parity for the most part on on the field. It feels that way, but behind the scenes, financially, it's not that way. Well, that's why the Las Vegas Raiders are not considered one of those teams that can go and pay somebody and have that money in escrow and all that stuff. When it comes to coaches and when it comes to big players, because Mark Davis isn't one of those guys like who just bought the Broncos, a, a Walton or the Walmart family or David Tepper or any of these guys. Just remember that, are- that he he's the general general partner of the Raiders is what he is. Yeah. The way the Raiders are structured. Yeah, they're you know, the money that they they're getting from Las Vegas certainly helps their bottom line. But you're right. Denver 
and Carolina, you know, they have money because the owners have money from somewhere else. And I would also say, like, when you take a look at the Giants and the Tisch family and, you know, and the fact that it's like a, I, I don't know if it's a 51-49 split, whatever it is, you know, there's money to be had there and there's money to be put away in escrow to be able to cover some of these contracts. And that's probably the thing that drives, you know, m- most general managers and owners crazy is when a general manager like Joe Shane comes in and you got guys like, you know, he would have loved to have kept Bradbury and gotten rid of Kenny Galladay. But he couldn't do it because the amount of money that was guaranteed to Kenny Galladay and the, the, the negative hit on the salary cap. And on top of that, the money that they have to put in escrow to cover this guy's contract. It's like, yeah, it, it's like a triple whammy against you. Sure. And these are all the things that go behind the scenes. And sometimes we don't we're not as privy to them. Yeah, but, see, but that's, the why I, like, that's why I am so fascinated yeah. by the business of all of it. You should do a podcast, Boomer and the Salary Cap. You should do that. No, I don't. There's, and, there's, and more that's, here, there's a hell of a lot of people smarter than I am yeah. dealing with this on a daily basis. Yeah. I just, I, we touch on the fringes of it just because of the way that it may impact the local teams. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.